Ladies and gentlemen, will you please welcome the voice? Wow. Not the vo- voice, just the voice. <laughs> um, I've not actually been on that show, but. <laughs> no. Uh, Natalie Grant, Aww. my fellow Seahawk fan. Yes, go Hawks always. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. I right know, now. I can't. I'm, not, I'm still not ready about to talk about number yeah. three. I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Mr. Wilson. <laughs> um, is he dead? No, his career died. <laughs> yeah, no, no, don't even get me started. It's tragic. Uh, we are coming up on um, a 13th studio album from Natalie Grant. How do you like that number? <laughs> it's. I don't oh know. no, don't I'm not. A, I'm like, not wait, a good luck person. Lucky 13. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and. Um, the the new song we're gonna play in just a little bit it features Corey Asbury but it's also it's your fortieth song that's been on the charts forty songs that's that's getting up there whoa but it doesn't mean you're <laughs> old it means you're good <laughs> well thank you I'll receive that yeah. I think it maybe means a little bit of both but yeah. grateful to still be here I think yeah I think that part I'm amazed by so grateful for that. Yeah, because I, I was telling you, a lot of the artists I have then go back 18 years, and I'm like, I was sitting in front of you 18 years ago, and you're still, look at uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman, right. when you look at the fact, I was in high school, and I'm 45, so I'm not a, right. a kid, but I was in junior high, high school, and that's not saying he's old, it's, I'm playing right. new songs that are still relevant from yes. him, I said this to him on the phone last year, I'm like, that's not everybody gets to do that. <laughs> no. So no. Well, I'm grateful, but I'd be interested to know how many of those artists you've been talking to for 18 years are women. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Rebecca called it a quiz. Uh-huh. Rachel so Lampa like, made a read. You, you know what? How awesome is that? That's Come true. on, Rachel Lampa. There's a scene in the office Come where Dwight describes being an only child because he consumed. <laughs> uh, I can't talk about that. Never mind. <laughs> Um, he consumed his. I cheer for all the females. I'm like, girls, you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> you can do it. But maybe you set the bar so high. <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe I was just every foolish, female vocalist foolish enough to keep going. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Well, I'm grateful. Let's Very grateful. let's go. So, a couple things. The green yes. screen behind us. In the past, we've let you choose your background. This oh. time, I have an envelope right here. That I have no clue what we're talking in front of. Okay. So it could be a field of lilies in Holland. <laughs> it could be a, it could be a market in India. We don't Amazing. know. Amazing. Okay. But we will find out. Okay. Um, Woohoo! Coming up a little bit later. <laughs> this wheel basically just gives us a chance to have a direction. I've got questions here in all forms. Fantastic. But why don't we lead off with okay. it? We got faith questions, out. general questions, um, okay. fantasy world, which just gets you thinking out of the box. Oh, oh. let's. Let's faith. lead off with faith. Since we are Christians, <laughs> um, let's just jump, jump right in Come here. Come on. All right, okay. Natalie, let's go with the person on the planet that spoke into your spir- spiritual journey the most. You could also go with, I'm a believer to this day because of blank. Okay. Who is that person? Um, so it would have to be people because they're kind of one, they come together. Um, they're a unit. That's my mom and dad. Okay. Um, incredibly grateful that I was born into a Christian family, which we've talked a little bit about Seattle, but you know, there's not a whole lot of Christians in Seattle. Mm, It's your parents and my parents. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we got. (laughs) Um, no, but so I'm grateful for that. But I think for me, um, I mean, they've been married for six, this year's their 65th wedding anniversary. 
and the way that they have loved each other um, has taught me so much about the Lord, but the way that they loved the Lord in front of us, like they walked out their relationship with God in front of us, and both of them for different reasons. Like my dad was a PK, pastor's kid. Yeah. So not place no, kicker <laughs> for those of you. <laughs> yeah, not a place kicker, but your dad but, was the kicker for the Seahawks. Like, We've what? never talked about this. <laughs> um, and I think just the way that he taught me about an individual relationship with Christ, how to pursue him for myself, um, how to, they didn't just take us to church and expect the church to do the job of teaching mm. us about God, um, they understood that church was supposed to just be an extension of what we were already learning in our home. And I think now, even with like as a mom and with my own kids, you understand like how sometimes difficult it can be to teach your kids about Jesus without it being you preaching at Mm. them or talking at them or telling them what to do, but instead inviting them in to a relationship with Jesus. And my dad was stellar at that. And then I think too, just the older I get, um, looking at my mom, you know, my mom was born in 1940 and in the 40s, not a lot of people were getting divorced. Mm. Um, and her parents got divorced, then they got remarried, then they got divorced again. Like she's got like a lifetime movie situation yeah. happening in her childhood. And her mom ended up cheating on her dad. She didn't find out that her brother was her half brother until halfway through her life. Like she just had some real Are we from the same town? Like <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, do we have the same story? What's your maiden what name? Happening? Are we related? Um, but I think now, you know, just looking back and going, okay, you know, her parents, when she was 10 years old, said, who do you want to live with? And she, they said, because we don't want to choose for you. And she, she literally at 10 years of age was like, I don't want to live with either of you. I'm going to live with grandma. Oh, wow. And her grandmother was the only believer in her family for generations back. And um, I think that one decision as a 10-year-old little girl I can see now she had no one to teach her how to be a good mom, you know, but she was solid and godly and a champion and she lifted us up. And just, I, well, now I think at this age as a mom, I can look back and say, okay, my mom was the cycle breaker in her family. She like established a whole different thing. And I think that in and of itself has taught me more about what, a relationship with Christ who makes all things new. Yeah. Actually it, looks isn't like. it crazy though? That 10 year old's decision to live yes. with grandma, when you look at your children's faith mm-hmm. was determined by a decision. I look at my yes. kid. When I see my daughter leading worship at church, Yeah, my wife is from a family of non-believers. I was mm. the fact that my wife and I met each other on a curb on seventh and Pike in front of Nordstrom. Cause <laughs> I was valet and she was security inside <laughs> the Nordstrom. On. My children are Christ followers today because I saw her and she saw me and she whipped her hair around. (laughs) You were like, hello. And I was like, and it's (laughs) like, I was the first Christ follower she was ever around in her life. Right. But I can probably chase that back to a grandfather in Bremerton that was ran into. Right. But but I think that's the thing is remembering that when I hear stories like that, it, you are reminded that it's actually not by chance, mm. but that there actually is a thread that God sees us, yeah. that he actually saw my mom as a 10-year-old kid and put something inside of her to be able to say, I'm going to make this decision for myself. He put something in you. Yeah, I believe in free will and the decisions that we get to make, but there is our God 
that mm-hmm. has that thread of grace, you know, that runs through our lives. And we look back and are like, oh my gosh, all yeah. of these things in my life are all threaded together. And that's the faithfulness yeah. of God. It's you know? crazy too that my, awesome. when I saw that Hispanic features and that woman <laughs> on the curb, I was living kind of in a sinful window of my life, but the like God somehow, even yeah. in a period of your life where you're not a right. child of God still glows in yes. a sense and is yes. attractive even if yes. they're not acting. Yes, yes, come on. Yeah. Let's play a new song right here. A good friend of this show, uh, Corey Asbury, yeah. has uh, joined you on this song. Can you <laughs> talk to us about, uh, is it You Will Be Found? Yeah, okay. You Will Be Found. Um, this song is actually originally um, from a Broadway musical called Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, yeah. And we both um, have teenage daughters. <laughs> right, come on. <laughs> I fell in love with the song, I think, just because, you know, it's funny God, the message of who God is always finds a way to be preached. Mm -hmm. Even if the person writing it or singing it or saying it or doing it, like I heard um, the guy that started the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. say the Bible will always, that's a story that will always find a way to be told. Mm -hmm. And that's what I felt when I first heard this song. I was like, listen, I know that's not a Christian musical or a Christian film that made it into a movie, but the idea that God's grace will always, always find you that no matter who you are the love of God there's nothing you've done that can take you so far away that the love of God can't reach you but there's something about this message that reminded me of the amount of people that need to experience that through me Mm -hmm. that I need to look around and go who is it that needs to be found Um, I think I read a study that Right now, depression, of course, we know is at an all-time high coming out of 2020 and 2021 and 2022. It's like like a a year that never ends. (laughs) Um, But not not only is depression at an all-time high, but in this study, 85% of parents said one or two, one or more of their under 18-year-old child um, is suffering with depression. Mm. And I think that for us should be an alarming statistic to say, okay, we have to look around and say, who is it that we can see that they might be laughing on the outside and acting like they have it together, but they're crumbling on the inside. And the song says, just lift, you might be broken on the ground, but lift your head and look around because you will be found. Uh, since we both have teenage daughters, you have three, I have two. Okay. Um, I, I am in this place where I am trying to say that handheld device is so yeah. you don't know. They don't listen to me. <laughs> I sound like the crazy yeah. old man on that's no offense happens, to crazy right? old men on porches right now. But that's <laughs> that's where I'm headed. But I know I'm right. Right. And I have not found success yet getting it across that mm. the only way you're going to be able to break statistics of. We weren't meant to live right. like this. Remember, we were all afraid of cancer radiation being mm-hmm. too close to our heads. Mm-hmm. Little did we know there was another problem yeah. happening. It was a cancer. It was. It, <laughs> it was a different kind of cancer, but it is a cancer that's eating away yeah. at, at them for sure. Well, I've, ch- I've chatted with Matthew West about this when his two were, t- mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't have an answer. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know. The only parents I've seen that have found success that were the ones that were so forceful with the yes. uh, and it's just tough because it's like when you come home from work, it's like, do I want to fight right now? It's the same reason my son right. hasn't had a vegetable in his life because I'm like, I could, I really I'm strong enough to put it in your mouth, but I'm also exhausted. Right. 
I know. I've got I, my daughter. My daughter's actually here off. <laughs> I can see her off to the side. And she's like, yeah, you were that parent that was really hard, mom. I mean, you know, there's no one perfect right way to do it. I can only speak to our experience and what yeah. worked for us. Um, we we waited as long as we possibly could to even give our kid a phone. Yeah. Um, and then once we did, I think the one thing for any parent that's listening that still has like young kids and you're trying to figure that out, the truth is that phone, you have to be smarter than the phone. So mm. there actually are so many limits. Like you can, con you can control everything. You actually yeah. can. My kid, when they want more time on Instagram, they have to send me a request <laughs> that says, can I have more time on Instagram? Yeah. And I get to decide, am I going to give you 15 minutes? Am I going to say no? Cause you've already been on it. I have a 30, I have a limit on everything. And I understand they'll probably be in counseling for that at some other point in their life. But at that point they'll be the ones worrying about yeah. it. But right now <laughs> I'm worried about the amount of time that they're spending on a device that honestly is literally like a drug. Yeah. It's an addiction. It is. You know what I mean? But the thing is when they're 18 and they're off to their life, you're not there. They will have to control they it themselves yes so me too it, it's so we say we have this conversation all the time yeah. of like okay so that worked when you were 13 14 now you're 15 so we have to give you way you have to do this gradual thing because you're right otherwise you're going to turn 18 and be like wait i can make whatever decision oh. i want now yeah. <laughs> so I, no run right way but yeah. hopefully the best way is that we're raising a generation of kids that actually understand who they are in christ yeah. because if they can grasp their identity in Christ, then all of a sudden it doesn't mean they're not going to make mistakes and they're not going to get on Instagram and feel less than, and they're not going to have all of these struggles and a struggle with pornography and a struggle. There's that the temptation and the struggles are going to be there. But yeah. when you have a foundation of understanding who you are in Christ, it just makes it a little bit easier. Doesn't yeah. it easy? Just I easy think easier. it's eliminating <laughs> the middle ground because yes. of, I was allowed and many people that grew up in the eighties and nineties as Christ follower kids, yeah. you were allowed to go have the Christian version of this and the, and you went to church. I think that middle ground yeah. is getting taken out because mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's going to be, you've either, you'll know if you've met Christ or yes. not because the world will have so let you down and that yes. phone will have let you down yep. that one day you'll meet you you'll know yes i think i was allowed to kind of pretend i knew for so long <laughs> right and then i got older and i got hit with some trauma i got hit with right addiction all these things i'm like oh now i'm meeting now you I need, yeah maybe what i had was some religion but now yeah. i'm like okay this this now i need jesus it's like there you are <laughs> yeah now i'm seeing you yes yeah <laughs> Is your daughter mad that we're talking about this I right know, now? Right, it's like mom. <laughs> Is she glaring at me or you? I can't tell. <laughs> Jr., you brought it up. <laughs> we were having a good day, shopping, and She's now like, this. Mm. <laughs> She's like, "Put me on the mic." Nope. Right. Nope. And now here's my nope. point of view. <laughs> uh, let's go with. Uh, oh, I've got. A, did I just use my Natalie Grant specific? Oh, oh no. This one is more, this one's specific for you with two. I always think about this with um, being a mm. Seattleite. You look at Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. Becoming who he became and his father was a pro yes. player. And I always look, and then you look at Barry Bonds, Bobby Bonds. Like, did, is it genetic that you can hit a <laughs> curveball because it's in your dad? Right. Or is it being around that 
environment yeah. that you're comfortable and you're not scared it's by it. Both, maybe. But I don't know. with two musically talent, like your husband being this musical genius mm-hmm. and you having one of the greatest voices in faith-based music, is it genetically passed down, would you guess? <laughs> um, or is it just saturation because they've right. been put to bed by hearing a good voice? <laughs> um, here's, and, then, and then is there pressure with two musical mm-hmm. parents for, oh my gosh, if it doesn't fall to me. Right. Interesting you, yeah. you're asking this because we're actually walking through this. We've been walking through it for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, I think it's both. I mean, I think, yes, you're going to have music in you. You can't be, you know, I mean, maybe you can, but I yeah. mean, our girls are all very musical. Um, oh, Facebook would like to alert me <laughs> that Carol Chilvers has two Newcastle tickets for me next week. Fantastic. Sorry, I just wanted to pass <laughs> that on. Carol. And that is the power <laughs> Of having information right, <laughs> right here. here I didn't even know this laptop made sound. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so, music. Um, okay, yes. Yeah, so I think, um, on all three of our girls are so different. You know, the twins um, are more quiet, and our youngest was like loud from the moment she could even not fully say sentences. She was like, "Put me on the stage. I want to be on it." Um, and so they're all different in how they handle it. But what I think we weren't prepared for, honestly, we never thought of it as pressure. Mm-hmm. We never thought of it like we never said you have to do music or, well, that's not true. Bernie kind of did say they had to take piano lessons. Yeah, but yeah. other than that, it was <laughs> like you don't have to be professional musicians, like, you know, whatever it is you want to do. But we we made it available to them. And I think it was when the twins turned like 13, we had a really honest conversation of, they seemed so resistant to music. So like we'd be like, Hey, let's sing. They'd be like, no, no, they were so resistant. And we had this really incredibly honest family conversation where they said, you don't understand what it's like to be your your kids. Like, you know, everybody is like, Oh, well you must sing amazing. Or you probably play. And she's like, what if, you know, I'm Gracie's the one that's here. And she's like, like, yep. Gracie was like, what if I don't sing awesome? Or what if I only sing? Okay. Or what if, and that feeling of I'm going to always be compared. Um, and it's been incredible to see them kind of move out of that and find their own. They like different kinds of music than us. They like different styles than us. Um, and they're playing that out individually, which has been amazing. Um, but it's definitely been a journey to walk through that pressure piece. We didn't, we didn't see that coming. Um, maybe we should have. I know it sounds like I'm trying to just shower you with compliments, but it's a unique thing because you're an, in, you're an upper echelon vocalist. You got to think like a Whitney Houston or a CC Winans Mm. children would be like, so I'm supposed to be, I'm from the same genetic bloodline as with my mom. Right. There's no, it's like a lose-lose. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? What am I supposed to do? What do I do with that? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. I know one of them really wants to pursue music. Um, and we'll just see it, you know, how it plays out. I think what's been really cool is really having them plugged in at a church that mm-hmm. values worship music and kind of lets them explore it for themselves so it's not like a package deal i think that was the big thing for them is don't make this a package deal like we're not all of a sudden being twins exactly like exactly and even the family like just because they sing doesn't mean we're gonna sing and we're gonna sing like them or play like them yeah and so i think that's been really cool to see them kind of walk out their own individual 
journeys. We'll uh, see where it goes. It's interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting thing to ask. Uh, yeah. Let's give the wheel spin. All right, here we go. Oh, prize. Woo-hoo! So uh, with all the interviews this spring and winter, we just want to, we went shopping and wrapped a bunch of gifts so that somebody can actually leave with something they can use. So there's a prize closet right there. Oh. So just grab whatever you like oh, I, I and come back right and unwrap okay, it. Yeah. Yep. Hey. <laughs> and it's not even Christmas. Yeah. Wait. Is this no, it's not. Is this a wrapped? Yeah, anything that's wrapped, grab whatever. This will be good. <laughs> this will be good. Yeah. Okay. The, oh, yes, this is perfect, actually. Having teenage daughters. Mm. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. You have no idea. Oh, I do, actually. This gift is not for me. This gift is for Bernie. <laughs> right. Because he's going to be like, hallelujah, the how hair clogs. How many times has he stepped into a shower mm-hmm. where it's cold uh-huh. because the drain is clogged uh-huh. because of females? Uh-huh. This just happened recently. Somebody. He's going to be very excited See, about this. See, this is the newer model because I have just what looks like a claw that you stick into the drain and guys, pull it's out. It literally says it's, it has a hair clog yeah. tool. Yeah. This is the advance. No. Mine is just this clog. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hair clog tool. Yeah. Hun. I'm saying to Gracie. I mean, he's got a house full of yeah. hair. <laughs> yep. There, just so you know, there was toilet paper, there's batteries, things you can use. Ryan oh, Stevenson left This is left amazing. With, so, you know. It's yeah. everything I never knew I, I wanted. There were a couple pinatas <laughs> on the list. And, yeah. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'll, every time I unclog You'll the think of hair, us. I'll think of <laughs> you guys. Every time I use my drain weasel, I think of another weasel. You Just tell. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hey, great comedy always circles back. You tell Bernie. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell him you, um, had, you had his back. Let's find out what we've been talking in front of. Okay. Uh, in this envelope is, uh, I have no clue what the green screen oh. has been behind us. I get to reveal it? Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Cracker open there. Any guesses? Uh, it's been weird ones so far this year. <gasps> it's like my favorite place. Oh. A tour of Italy. Oh, hey. Italy's my favorite country. Literally, I've been there and it's changed my life. Wow. The Lord just knew that <laughs> I needed to be in front of Italy, everybody. Hey. So favor ain't ciao. fair. <laughs> favor ain't fair, but it sure does feel good. <laughs> this uh, I'm stealing that. Uh, favor ain't fair, but uh, it sure does yeah. feel good. Tell t- I stole it from Torn Wells. So uh, <laughs> that sounds like it's a Torn song, I think. <laughs> hey, favor ain't favor. Sure, sure does feel good. good. <laughs> Says the guy with the magical voice and a beautiful I know, smile. Right? I mean, golly. Yeah. Perfect dance um, moves. <laughs> looking forward to brand new music from Natalie Grant coming very, very soon. And the song uh, featuring Corey found. Asbury, You Will Be Found. Yeah. It is always great to see you. Thank you. Always good to see you. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.